Get ready for the Girls on Games podcast, your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 374. And today we're going to ask that age old question. Is gaming getting more expensive? There's been so many different news stories around talking about how much cash you're going to have to shell out to play more games. And I want to talk to the crew about that. But before we get into that, I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how are you doing? I'm good yourself. I'm very good, except for I I still sound like I have this cold because I have this cold. It is just a never ending thing, but I'm feeling all right elsewise. Joelle, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm I'm sad it's dark out. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the crew check-in, because I'm sure we all wanted to lament about how much we hate that stupid daylight system, time, whatever. But before we do that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping and remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. You're, it's all available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. If you'd like to leave us a voice memo, shout out something, go to TalkBack in the iHeartRadio app to do so. Go to the Girls on Games podcast page, hit that little microphone, leave us a voice memo, and uh, you might be featured on the show. All right, let's talk crew check-in while I look at my dog. Hold on a second now. Why why Bowie? Okay, I need to explain myself. Um, for those of you who have been in the Discord channel, uh, my dog has been going through a lot. He's a 10-year-old black lab mixed with we don't know what. And uh, one day I woke up and there's blood all over the bed. Well, before that, we noticed he wasn't really eating properly. Looked inside his mouth, he had this terrible sore. Um, so brought him to the vet. The vet couldn't really tell what it was without, you know, putting him to sleep and figuring that out. But he can't go to sleep until I do a test about a heart murmur. So right now he's on antibiotics and I'm forcing him to wear a little bit of a like face muzzle because he keeps picking up everything under the sun and bleeding everywhere. So it's been real annoying. It's either he's got a really bad infection, he needs a tooth removed, or the poor dog has cancer. I don't know. Either way, it's been a rough week. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> poor oh, household. Oh, no. oh, man. It's yeah, it's been interesting. So uh, so, yeah, if you hear Bowie rattling around in the background, it's because he's got this thing on his face. So he doesn't go and pick up my sandals or lick at himself because he just ends up with blood everywhere. Poor little guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happens when your pets get old. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. So we'll see how he fares. Catherine, what have you been up to this week? Hopefully something more fun than me. Uh, well, on Saturday, it was ungodly warm for November. Yeah, it uh, was. It was like I, 25 degrees here. Was it that hot in Montreal? Like, yes, it was like 23 degrees. Honestly, like shorts weather during no shave November is an affront. <laughs> it is a personal attack. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
<laughs> I ain't shaving my legs in November. What the fuck is this shit? Uh, so, but I, I walked to the repair shop to get my laptop back uh, because I had to pay uh, some kid over there to unfuck the drivers on it because I don't know what happened with Pascal, but it was, I couldn't deal with it anymore. Um, and walking to and from the repair shop, which is a couple of blocks from my house, I was uh, sweating. Like I was, um, completely drenched from head to toe. And I was like, it is November 3rd or 4th. I forget what day it was Saturday. It was not supposed to be that hot. Like this is supposed to be sweater weather, not sweaty weather. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and and then like and then Sunday, uh, it was the uh fall forward where you gain an hour. Fall back, but you mean? Fall back, fall back. Yeah, spring, spring forward. forward, fall back. Why do I say fall forward? Anyway, I don't know. Face plant. That's what I felt like doing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, same. Uh, because it fucks me up so bad. Um, uh, and I hate, I hate it. Like today, it was. 4.15, it starts to go dark outside. I'm starting to get anxiety because I'm like, is it already past five? Like, is it almost six? I'm not as advanced in my tasks. I thought I said I would finish this by the end of the day. And I look at the time, it's 4.15. And I still have a whole like 45 to 60 minutes of work. And I'm just like, well, fuck this. Also, what for what? So that when we wake up at whatever, like 7 a.m., there's some sunlight like... There's there's like three minutes of sunshine in winter anyway. Like, why are we, why are we being so minute about like, is it like, is it a bit in the morning? Is it not at night? It's it doesn't Which matter. Is the like real time. Is it now? Is now the real time or was before the real time? One time I, is fake, and I can never figure it out. I think like daylight saving times is the fake time. And is that where we're in right now, or was that what we were so. in before? No, this is daylight saving times. This, this is daylight where, time. where we okay. sleep in an extra hour. So there's more light. Is it? Or I don't know. What are we saving? Not my sanity. That's no, for sure. <laughs> I, I don't. Why? Why do we? Why? why do we keep doing this? I honestly forgot. I honestly thought that we stopped. We collectively decided to stop doing this. So I was super confused. Yeah, I thought when we did I, too. At I one point. Up, yep. But. It's I know that in order for Ontario to do it, Quebec and New York State need to agree to do it, too. That's the agreement in place. And I don't understand why they don't do it, because like. Are there really like it was wasn't this done for the farmers? Because like this makes no sense. Uh, yeah. So daily seven is the practice of advancing clocks, typically by one hour during warmer months so that darkness falls at a later clock time. The typical implementation of DST is to set clocks forward by one hour during the spring, spring forward, and to set clocks back by one hour during the fall, fall back to return to standard time. So this right now real. this is standard time. As a result, there is one 23-hour day in the late winter and an early spring and one 25-hour day in autumn. Wow. I remember um, Saturday night, I looked at the clock and it was one o'clock and I turned to Mike and I'm like, is it the real one o'clock? Or the fake one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so like, right I now, it's one o'clock. Does my soul split? And then my is a 
does one of me still exist an hour back in the real in the real one o'clock or am i am i existing on two planes now what is this all right so okay fuck this guy the idea of aligning waking hours to daylight hours to conserve candles was first proposed in 1784 by u.s polymath benjamin franklin tabernack for saving candles what 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 year is it so save the wicks save the wicks <laughs> honestly like we just need to like time is a construct i get that so can we just stop going forward going back messing with it for no good reason I'm pretty sure if I read more into like this Wikipedia article, which we're not going to spend the whole podcast episode doing, um, why is it that like now it's like so institutionalized and stuck with it? I know why like Ontario, Quebec, and the state of New York uh, need to kind of like align yeah. on this, just because of a lot of like I guess commerce and business are business. just like yeah. so tied to it. Mm. Um, Especially with the, uh, what's it called? The stock market in New York and things like that. So, mm-hmm. and then the start, the Canadian stock market equivalent being in Toronto. I'm guessing like, just like, just because like Toronto, like Toronto, Montreal and New York is like this little like triangle of act- international activity and mm-hmm. Eastern North America that it must be like all three of us got to like agree and roll with it. Um, and also we're like, like the time zone we're in is called like, I forget it's like plus or minus whatever, but it's called New York time. We're on New yeah. York time. So kind of like, they're the one that says what happens in this, uh, time zone. So yeah. Anyway, I fucking, I fucking hate it. So to, uh, reward myself so that tonight I could get a good night's sleep as I try to realign with whatever happens today um is a work from home day and i stripped the entire bed uh all down to the mattress cover and whatever like a little internal pillow cover we have and i washed the duvet cover and the duvet itself like the whole thing is laundered top to bottom i'm gonna sleep in a little cloudy pillow that smells like fabric softener amazing Nice. Yeah, there's something about getting into a nice, clean, made-up bed that just, like, so relaxing. And also, on Friday, I cut off all my hair. Fuck that. That's true. Yeah. Look at that. You have no hair anymore. Are you free? Do you feel liberated? Uh, The first time I washed it, it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Looks good on you, girl. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Uh, Mm -hmm. For those new to the podcast who don't know me basically uh every three years or so i i grow my hair out not out of style but just because out of laziness and it three years down the line i have it like down past my shoulders i'm like fuck this shit and i get it all cut off and then i kind of maintenance the short for like a year and then after that i kind of fall off the wagon of going to the hairdresser more than once a year again <laughs> um and i end up with long hair i tried this time to be like if i'm gonna do this i might as well donate it but it was so damaged Mm. like two inches of it wasn't usable and then um i looked at the website and the website like the local place i could donate to Mm -hmm. wanted 12 inches Mm -hmm. it's a lot of hair i was like i i can't grow that um i could have donated 12 inches if i would have shaved it off and i was like yeah ooh. 
Like I've I've gone short. Like I've gone pretty short. I've never done a pixie cut. I've done like the stage just before the pixie cut, but I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, no. Uh, unfortunately, I so I didn't do the the donation. I just went short and uh, feels good. And uh, I'm running low on shampoo, but that doesn't seem to stress me as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Less hair to wash. Mm-hmm. God, like mm-hmm. I'm using literally half the shampoo I used to. Wow. Wild. Joelle, what are you up to this week? I got sick again. Oh, no. (laughs) Welcome to the club. (laughs) I was just like, what is going on? Like, my immune system has to update to all the new stuff out there. So it's just like, oh, I'll take a little bit of this and I'll take a little bit of that. And I'll just mix it all together and make you miserable. So... Uh, I was just trying to recover. Uh, luckily, I had a bunch of cold stuff from the last time, so I didn't have to like go search and find cold medicine at least. So that was good. But man, it just sucks because like you're just cranky and not happy. So um, that was pretty much what I did was just recover. We uh, were so spoiled during COVID. Mm-hmm. I think we forgot what a normal cold was like mm-hmm. and how long it takes your body to recover. No wonder no one wants to get one. I know. Yeah. I've been at this so, for a month. I don't know. I, I think, I think I'm picking stuff up from the climbing gym that I go to the rock climbing gym because mm. it's pretty big and there's a lot of a lot of folks, you know, go in and out and a lot of kids, mm-hmm. you know, go in and out of there too. And so, you know, those little germ bombs. And so I think like, I just, I'm pretty sure from like holding all the handholds and, and doing whatever. And I mean, I wash my hands every time, like right before I leave, cause I'm all full of chalk and, and stuff, but I'm pretty sure, you know, that I just, I just get stuff there. So mm. But I'm I won't, feel I won't for you. stop. I won't stop. I'll keep climbing. <laughs> I'll keep climbing. Just keep climbing. Just keep mm-hmm. climbing. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anything really new and exciting this week because I was just dealing with the dog and stuff. But uh, I have been playing games. Have you ladies been playing games? Still going with Dragon Age Origins. Whatever yeah. the fuck is happening in that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's N7 day today. It is. Yeah. yeah. We're recording uh, on N7 Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I woke up our, our internal Bioware chat with, uh, I, I think I said something like, happy N7 Days, you nerds. Um, and also, uh, Bioware teased something about Mass Effect today. They released a video with, of what seems to be the Mass Effect relay near Earth uh, mm. that got destroyed. Spoilers. Um, spoiling an old ass game, but spoilers. Um, at the end of Mass Effect 3, all the uh, re- the Mass Effect relays that you use to, like, basically teleport all over the place um, get destroyed because oh. of the Reaper invasion. And so, like, now they kind of, like, had this little video footage. And if you read what's written at the bottom and whatever, somebody was like, yo, that's, like, a relay number. I forget the number, but it's like, that's, like, the one in the solar system. And everybody's going crazy and talking about it. So they did tease that they were doing more Mass Effect. Um, so there's that. Did know that more Mass Effect was coming, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just didn't have any details, what it was about. They were kind of like bringing it back closer to like the Shepard story. 
okay. back to the Milky Way galaxy instead of like Andromeda, the way they, they were trying to like branch off a story in another galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they teased. But yeah. Anyway, that's what we were talking about this morning in our Bioware group chat at work of just a bunch of nerdy women that like to lose our shit every time Bioware is like a little morsel of information about <laughs> either Dragon Age or Mass Effect. And we're just like, num, 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 num. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I revived that chat today being like, you know, like, happy end seven day, you nerds. And then somebody replied, was like, look what they posted. And then it was <laughs> all day, all day, just speculating about what it could be. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, and while that happens, I'm continuing with Dragon Age Origins. And at this point, I am in love with this story, but I fucking hate every mechanic that there is in this game. <laughs> That's a rough go. That is a but, rough go. I, it's like, it's it's just like, especially having started with Inquisition, I'm just like, I get that I played, I started with like the polished version of everything. And now mm-hmm. I have to go back to like the first iteration that was like very restricted by like hardware at the time mm-hmm. but it's just like this tiny ass ui that's optimized for 4.6 instead of 16.9 and i'm just like yeah I, this is rough this is rough this is why i usually wait for remasters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but i i'm i'm trucking through it i'm tr- trucking through it on easy mode i have my healer now i got the another character i got the elven assassin oh nice yeah 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 he he looks like a lot of fun yeah he has really fun dialogue i thought i my uh i enjoyed i enjoyed him when i had him yeah so i rotated more uh morrigan out and put him in Mm. instead for my dps uh, for my extra dps so now it's just uh I end up with the same party every time I play Dragon Age. And it is like a fighter with a shield, one of every rogue, like an archer rogue and a two weapon rogue. Hmm. So I have Liliana and this dude Mm -hmm. and then some sort of mage for support. You're saying you have a type. Yeah. And it's like the the player, (laughs) the character I play kind of rotates. Like I've played every all of these position as the character except the mage. Okay. So do you, while you're playing, you will rotate and you'll play different? No, it's just like, when the first time I played Dragon Age Inquisition, I made a rogue archer. The second yeah. time I made a rogue. Oh, I see. Dual weapon. I and see. now for this one, I'm doing a fighter with a shield, like a tanky fighter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But my party composition is always at least one mage for support. At least like, and then it's like, one melee rogue, one range rogue, and then one uh, meat shield. And I yeah. always like, that's how my party composition ends up. And I just kind of like, whatever my character plays, like always fills in one of these. And I think sometimes I'll rotate one of the rogues for a DPS mage. Hmm. But now I'm like, I'm telling next time I play Inquisition, I'm going to play the mage. I'm going to go like, maybe a DPS bill. Look at me be the healer and healing like these little AIs that run around and kill shit for me. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> my first playthrough I tried and I I didn't do very well. I had a hard time. Hmm. 
I, I feel like Mage is probably the hardest class to play, mm-hmm. and the old games are probably terrible a terrible thing to play as a mage. Yeah, uh, I was not going to do a mage for that for that old old ass game. <laughs> yeah. I always lean towards playing as a mage for most games that I play though. Ooh. If I have the opportunity. I don't know why. I like being the wielder of magic. Mm. I always go for long rage stinky rogue. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like range weapons too. Yeah. I I've I played this like Assassin's Creed Origin and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I played them like as a sniper, like either sniper long range or like when I got in short range, I would like assassinate people. Uh, Skyrim, I played like the whole time I was crouching down, just one shotting people with arrows. And then the first time I played Dragon Age Origin uh, Inquisition, I was like, maybe I should try something else. And then I made a sneaky archer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, that's. That's that's my Just, type. It's your type. That's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but I do tend to play casters more, like when I play tabletop RPGs. Okay, cool. Like right now, I am ironically in my current Dragon Dragon Dungeon Dragon game. I'm playing an arcane trickster, which is a rogue that has spells. <laughs> well, so you're branching out a little. <laughs> tiptoeing, tiptoeing outside of your comfort zone. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Joelle, how goes God of War Ragnarok? Ooh, ooh, it it is uh, it is juicy. It is a uh, <laughs> prime prime wagyu beef juicy. It is so good. Ooh. According to the ratings, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that that game when they well, you know, like the reboot reignition of God of War got a ninety four on Metacritic and got a ninety four again with almost the exact same number of reviews. No, that's that's spooky. Yeah, like I was listening to the to the guys that kind of funny talk about it, and I think they said for one of them was like one hundred and sixteen review reviewers for ninety four for the first game, and then the. The one from last week, they said there was like 114 reviews in and it was 94. Like, mm. that's a lot to live up to mm-hmm. what came out in 2018. So, like, for it to get, like, almost dead on the same thing, like, yeah. I almost think that's more impressive because there's so many expectations. Oh, yeah. Well, like, everything that you've loved about the first game, if you played and enjoyed it, they 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 just took all of that magic and like it, like turned it up to 11 like mm. they 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 hit they knew all the things that they did right and they they amplified and built on that like just enough like to make it so good like they didn't overreach i don't think like in really any area so i man it, it every the more and more that i play it the more and more i'm like how is this going to end? Because it's like one of those, because in the first game, like you understand what's going to happen in the second game because the first ending of the first game kind of shows you the path forward. So Mm -hmm. it's like one of those movies where it shows you the ending and then you're like, but how do we get there? Like, how Mm -hmm. does this unfold? I'm so, how does this all happen? And the, um, the story and the details and the depth that it goes to is, is incredible. And the way that they, show you moments and they show you storytelling without telling you is like 
Ooh, it's so good. It's so good. So it's on pause right now. I have the pause <laughs> screen up. So <laughs> when we're done recording, I'm going to go back. I wake up early. I don't go like to the gym like I used to. I, I play God of War because like, I want to get through this thing. I uh, tick down the uh, difficulty level because I just want to rip through the story before... I uh before I hit any spoilers, so I'm on I'm on hour uh twenty six, mm. so I think I, I'm close. Yeah, I was hearing someone say that it might have been Greg Miller saying that he powered through and barely touched a side mission just to get through, and it was twenty something hours for him to yeah. get through it. I did all the side missions in the beginning, so I was just so excited, and then I was like, I will never finish this game, like if I don't. If I don't pause those. So I'm going to go back and do all the side quests. Because I've heard also that the side quests are really meaningful. Uh, and they the few that I've done really enrich the story. And so I, I want to go back and do some of the other ones. Um, especially for the some of the main characters. Uh, but I also just like... I'm at this point now. I'm at the point of like no return now. Where I'm like I just can't. I just need to finish it. I need to see what happens. And I feel like I'm at the point where I can just tell, like, I'm close to the where the end, like, is going to start. Like, I'm, mm. I'm so close. So I'm just like, <sighs> and like on my lunch break, I <laughs> I work from home. I'm really lucky I get to work from home. So on my lunch break, I play like I just I try to squeeze it in <laughs> at any at any point I, I can. And unfortunately, when I'm sick, sometimes it's hard for me to like play games because like my you know my eyes hurt and I don't feel good and then I like I don't know then I get grumpy so I don't play so I'm just I'm trying to squeeze it in but yeah it is uh I I'm hoping by the time we record next week I'll all be done I'm pretty sure I will be so it's uh but it, it is wonderful so the conversations now the scuttlebutt on the internet as I say is what's gonna win game of the year mm-hmm. is it gonna be God of War is going to be Elden Ring. There's some other big games that came out too. So like, it's essentially it's between be those two. Let's be it's honest. Gonna be it's really, two. yeah, it's really those until unless people are split right down the middle. I mean, my heart, my heart has Forbidden West. So a part of me is like sad, but uh, I'll finish God of War and like we'll see what happens. But I could definitely see why Elden Ring and God of War are in. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind I of don't up. remember what Elden Ring got on Metacritic. Oh, let me look. Didn't it? Didn't it get a perfect score on some review? I thought it did. I thought <coughs> it may have. Let me look here now. Somebody gave uh, it like a, a ninety-six uh, for PlayStation. I might just look. If I just click on Elden Ring in general, will it give me just that? No, it's giving me the play. So I they're split per console, but uh, mm. but yeah, I mean, it's gonna be tough because mm-hmm. that now has been out for a while and has it fallen by the wayside? And God of War is kind of new and sparkly, and people are all obsessed yeah. with that. I think it's gonna really come down to personal taste because they're very different games and both yeah. are very good. Hmm. And honestly, I'm leaning more like having not played either, uh, but I'm leaning more like God of War because in terms of like the more accessible game, uh, I mean, Elden Ring is accessible in the sense that it's on every platform. It's not accessible in the sense of the actual word for accessible, like in terms of accessibility and gameplay uh-huh. and being able to play it. 
Uh, since God of War, unfortunately, is locked to P, uh, PlayStation, at least not just PS5. Uh, some uh-huh. people with PlayStation 4 Pros have been able to play it. I'm not chancing it with my day one PS4. Um, and it's definitely more like a mainstream mass market game, but also like Joel, you mentioned last week, all the accessibility options straight through. There's accessibility reviews of mm-hmm. you know people that use and need mm-hmm. these uh these to be able to play games saying like that they were able to play and they enjoy the game so i think it's gonna bump uh god of war up i mean like i I don't want to upset the fanboys or like open this can of worm again but you know like from soft they know the type of games they make and they made those choices and Uh they make these choices realizing that they are um locking a certain type of people out of mm-hmm. playing their game mm-hmm. it's fine to make niche games it's fine to make games for a type of of uh of, of particular gamers or to type of very like stickly like gameplay like i work on a fighting game i realize it's about reflexes and timing and like you know you have to be good at that to, to play and enjoy this game uh but god of war is definitely more like reaches a w- wider audience and that's what it's made for Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's made for the good story and the more accessible type of combat, even if it can be very demanding. Um, yeah, I'm thinking God of War. It's going to be like for game, like general game of the year. After that, like mm-hmm. I think, I think a lot of like these subcategories, God of War and Elden Rings, are going to be snatching stuff left and right as yeah. well. Well, we're gonna. St- I imagine we'll hear the nominations soon because that door of uh eligibility for the game awards is probably closing pretty soon um imagine mm-hmm. by the end of the month or so isn't uh, like early december or mid december e- e- or just before december because the event is on the nine eight it's the eighth eighth yeah it's the thursday it's the eighth yeah i always know because eighth of december the day after yeah so uh okay, it, i okay. would imagine that in the next week or so that window's going to close probably before American Thanksgiving. Um, I would think so. I would think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for them to be able to prep and get everything ready to go. But uh, mm. we're going to be playing that betting game again. Yay. Where we all try and figure out what we think is going to win. And uh, that's always fun every year. <laughs> uh, folks, I'm still stuck in the middle of Persona 5 Royal. And I started playing Settlement Survival in the... Um, full release that came out um i mentioned it last week that uh i totally missed out that it had actually dropped in full release and now i'm playing it and uh it's so much fun i love that game i love management sims especially if you're building a cute little town (laughs) but nothing else super exciting gaming wise nothing fresh and new for me but i do want to talk about a topic that is kind of you know, it's been percolating in the back of my head for a little bit, considering all the conversations about recession and things and some of the news stories that's come out over the past week. So are you ladies ready to get into a topic of the show slash news of the week? That's a hybrid thing today. Yep. Of course. All right. Let's do it. As mentioned in the beginning of the show, I am posing the question today. Is gaming getting more expensive? The reason I ask this is because, you know, all the news right now is talking about a recession in early 2023. 
And we've had a few news stories drop over the past little while. Plus, we've seen the scarcity of consoles. The holiday uh, holiday season is coming just around the corner. And, you know, some kids and adults alike are maybe expecting consoles under their Christmas trees. But that might be hard to come by this year. And I want to talk that through with the crew. So, ladies, what do you think? Considering... Some of the things that have been said on the internet over the past little while, and one story in particular that came out late last week, I want to ask you, do you think gaming's getting more expensive? Definitely. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was already a luxury uh, hobby. Uh, like, the price of consoles and the price of games have always been, like, kind of high. Um, if, if You were privileged, a privileged kid if you had a console growing up when it when they came out and when they were popular not like after the fact um they they were they were a big chunk um and games also were pretty expensive um nowadays people talk about how the prices of games haven't really gone up all that much uh, except recently with the new uh console generation however everything else around is getting more and more expensive uh, the stuff to run your games at, like, let's say 4K 30 FPS or even 1080p 60 FPS, like the the graphics card, the computer, either you're building a computer or buying a nice computer or getting a buying a console it is expensive. Like it is definitely not like, you know, get a get a quick Xbox on the side, buy a Minecraft account and it's like. Even just buying a console for your kids to run Fortnite or Minecraft is getting like a bit on the expensive side. Like I think Xbox gonna corner that market just because of the Series S. Mm-hmm. Joel, what are your thoughts? I think that there, I think it is, and I I agree with Cat. Like it's always been an expensive hobby where it's like oh, I'm gonna have to plan. Like for me personally, like I'm gonna have to budget. I'm gonna have to try to you know, uh, be strategic around my purchases. Um, I recently, you know, built a PC. I was really lucky to get a PS5. And uh, a big reason why I got a PS5 is because I had travel money saved up. Um, And I was like, you know, I am not going to go anywhere in the pandemic. So I'm going to be able to drop 500 bucks on a brand new system because, because of that. So I don't know if I would have been able to just drop money um, on, on a on a, a new release console, if uh, I didn't have that, but I also think that there are more tiers um, available for gamers. So, like you know, with mobile gaming becoming um, a huge part of the market, um, I think that there's also ways to be a gamer uh, in, in a in a niche space, and it probably if you wanted to stick to like one lane. Uh, it probably could be a little bit easier on the on the wallet, but I think it's also scaling in a way that's that's gonna reach different types of crowds and different types of people. But I mean, I can't I can't get over some of these prices that have come out for <laughs> some of the the, the controller was I mean insane. And mm-hmm. you talk about like fuck you money, and there's like some stuff that's coming out for for people like that, and so um, it's definitely a fascinating time. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, it's it's a good time to be a backlog gamer. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, it's very true. If you true. can get like a PlayStation 4 Pro or an Xbox One X secondhand and then just get like one of these subscription yep. pro things or just even like buy old games for like 10 bucks a pop during Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're gaming in the previous generation, you can make it affordable. Yeah. Like I... I had a friend who um, who messaged me because he had borrowed his friend's PS4 for a couple of months uh, because he was going on an extended sick leave. And he was like, oh, I heard you mention you had like Spider-Man. Is it a DVD? Can you mail it to me? Because like he we don't live in the same town. I was like, I just gave him like my login for my PSN account because I wasn't I haven't used my PlayStation 4 since like Ghost of Tsushima came out. And I was like, here you go. I'm like, you just go in the store. There's Spider-Man. There's Ghost of Tsushima. There's like Horizon Zero Dawn. Just like mm-hmm. you're authenticated, download and play whatever the you want. And like that's affordable when you know mm-hmm. friends that game a lot. Like mm-hmm. I have a spare Xbox One X. That's doing nothing because I, I was fortunate to get the Series X. Again, I budgeted. And I got ready for the pre-orders. But like I had that Xbox Series X money sitting in my account for two months. And a good reason of why I could afford it, like usual, it was because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I wasn't paying for my monthly bus pass anymore. I was not going out. I was not eating out as much. Not traveling. No nothing. And suddenly I was like not buying clothes to go to work. I was just wearing sweatpants and, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it was like so like that 500 bucks that I needed like I think in Canada for the Series X like after taxes and whatnot it was like almost like pushing $700 yeah mm-hmm. pushing seven yeah and if then I got seven. an extra controller on top of that the controllers were like $70 Canadian uh mm-hmm. extra like like a 60 plus the eco tax and the taxes like I remember just like get like I just remember at the end of the line like paying something eight uh somewhere upwards of $800 for the console plus an extra controller um and I was just like, Ooh! but then again, I wasn't doing anything with my money. And then like mm-hmm. the uh, today uh, in our discord, Staines posted because he was having issues with his Series X that he's had mm-hmm. for over a year. An out of warranty repair repair was something like a flat rate of 250 pounds. Dang. Mm-hmm. In the UK. That's a lot. When when the console cost him like somewhere upwards of 500 pounds, like it's. It was like something like a third or half the price of the original purchase for for him to send the console to like a repair shop for them to diagnose and see if it's repairable and then send him and if it's not repairable to get a refurbished unit. Wow. It's like not only is it like not affordable to purchase, it's not affordable to get repaired or to maintain. And I'm just like, this mm-hmm. is ridiculous. You ladies have touched on so many topics and I They're all things that, like, I want to talk about. So let's start where I think the crux of this really started during the pandemic, Uh during the boom. That was a lot of the uh, the 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 reason we couldn't get graphics cards and stuff with the uh, Bitcoin mining and that kind of stuff. And And the chip shortage in general. The chip shortage Shortage. was a big part of that. But in August, um, 
this year there was a article on the PlayStation blog and the title uh, is PS5 price to increase in select markets due to global economic environment, including high inflation rates. So uh, the global economic environment is a challenge that many of you around the world, no doubt, experiencing. We're seeing high global inflation rates as well as uh, adverse currency trends impacting customers and creating pressure on many industries. Based on these challenging economic conditions, SIE has made the difficult decision to increase uh, the recommended retail price uh, of the PlayStation 5 in select markets across Europe, Middle East, and Africa, Asia, Latin America, as well as Canada. There will be no price increase in the States. So this all, this started in August. And I think that really started raising eyebrows because I don't think I've ever encountered a time in my video game and electronic buying life cycle where a console two years out after release went up in price rather than down in price. Yeah. Usually as... You know, the market starts getting flooded. There's more out there. You start seeing, if not cheaper deals, you start seeing instead, you know, like bundles mm -hmm. or things like that, yep. where it costs about the same as before, but instead you're getting a pack-in game or an extra controller or something like that. This was kind of like an eyebrow ways for me where I was like, hmm, what's going on here? And then earlier this week, we finally got some information around the PSVR 2, which you know, is definitely of all the console items, a luxury item on top, considering it's a whole other unit that you need a PlayStation 5 in order to actually use the VR experience. It's also one that, though probably graphically and motion controls has gotten better, still tethered to a unit, has questionable things when, it, when I look at the release catalog and I see tons of you know, games that are already out on other VR headset, except for the Horizon uh, game that's coming. And uh, and not backwards compatible, considering I have a PSVR 1 version sitting in the room that I'm sitting in right now that is kind of just gathering dust. So when the release info came out, and then, you know, as always, the numbers come down that the prices is always in American dollars. And then we Canadians just sit there and wonder how much our wallets are going to be impacted. Um, one of the folks that I follow, uh, Steve Vigvari, Sorry, Steve, if I'm butchering your name. Um, he tweeted because he went straight to PlayStation after the numbers came out to be like, yo, what's this going to cost for us Canadians? The PlayStation team confirmed that the PSVR 2 is going to start at $749.99. If you want the Jesus. PlayStation VR 2 Horizon Call of the Mountain bundle, it's going to be $819.99. If you want the controller charging station, that's going to be another $64.99. This goddamn thing is more expensive than the actual console. WTF. Holy fuck. And it's tethered, it's PS5 exclusive, and there's no backward compatibility with, like, other VR games from the PlayStation 4. Who, who is this for? I don't know. And considering we're all of the early adopter minds and some of us diehard PlayStation fans, I, I'm not buying this. I bought that one. It is a Beat Saber machine. That's <laughs> it. When I'm feeling in the mood at this point. 
they, why would I go and spend this kind of money? Like it, no. Con- and considering like the accessibility and affordability of other VR headsets. Like my, I, I went like when I went on my chalet weekend with my friends to play Dungeons and Dragons, my friend, mm-hmm. uh, PL showed up with an Oculus Quest that had mm-hmm. games on it. And all we did is like connect it to the TV with a Chromecast and we could see the game he was playing and everybody could try the game. It wasn't like the best like graphics and whatnot, but he had this game where you could just like pick up a sword and start like fighting AIs and med- medieval fight. Like and an Oculus Quest is not like seven to eight hundred dollars Canadian. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like not nope. that I want to praise Facebook, fuck them, but you know or Meta. <laughs> yeah, but I I mean like right now we're at a point where there's competition in this bracket. PlayStation, the fuck you doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. this smells of the launch of the PS3 when they told you to get a second job. <laughs> remember that? Do you remember that though? I don't. And it was like $600 and people were like, what the hell? And they're like, get a second job. That's rude. <laughs> that is that is like the, that's don't the f- you have phones all over again? Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that was it. the origin of that. That's gross. So yeah, so yeah, I, and this thing's coming out in February. <clears throat> I mean, in the middle of when they think it's going to be the recession. I don't have high hopes for sell-through rates. You still Which can't sucks. get a PS5 too. It's like <laughs> that's part of it too. Yeah, you can't even get the console that it's that it, it's compatible with. Imagine if you wanted it and you didn't have a PS5. You're dropping like almost two grand. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> At least sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars on this to play that's Beat Saber. Nuts. Yeah, to play. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for a, play, a Beat Saber yeah. machine. Might as well throw in that Pro controller then while you're at it. If you're gonna yeah, drop exactly. that money. Mm. On the other hand, um, you know, obviously, uh, competition breeds, hopefully, uh, cheaper prices. Um, A while back, of course, that news article that came out in August, um, the, you know, industry had to go over to good old Phil Spencer and ask him what he thinks. And uh, back on September 16th of this year, uh, GameStop posted an article. Phil Spencer explains why Microsoft won't raise the price of a new Xbox. Microsoft has no plans to rise the price of an Xbox console right now, but plans can always change. Forewarning. That's me editorializing. Forewarning. (laughs) As the company evaluates the market, according to Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer. Speaking to Squawk Asia, Spencer said right now with inflation reaching record levels and consumers feeling the squeeze of high gas prices... It's not the right time to make Xbox consoles more expensive. I can definitely say we have no plans today to raise the prices of our console, he said. We think in a time where our consumers are more economically challenged and uncertain than ever, we don't think it's the right move for us at this point to be raising prices on our consoles. Remember that statement? That statement was made back in September 16th. Fast forward a little bit, maybe to October 29th of the same year, Forbes has an article, Xbox now says that we will have to increase the prices, but to what? (laughs) (laughs) So while Microsoft was happy to announce no current plans to increase Xbox related prices, even as Meta and PlayStation started to raise their asking price on hardware, the emphasis was on current plans, current in quotation marks. 
Now facing a global recession and ever ending, uh, ever increasing pri- uh, costs. My goodness, Leah, you can't read today. Uh, Phil, spon- Sp- Phil Sponsor. <laughs> Phil Spencer is now asking price hikes will, uh, is now saying price hikes likely will be coming to the service like Xbox Game Pass and the Xbox console themselves. That what he said in a recent uh, WSJ Live event. In quotes, I do think at some point we'll have to raise the price on certain things, but going into holiday, we thought it'd be important to maintain the prices. So no, no last minute hike for the holidays, but 2023 appears to be fair game. What exact, but what exactly those prices increases look like? Well, we have, and then they have a few examples where they talk about it. So yeah, I mean, it means they're not doing it like right away so if you can manage to get your hands on a console this uh holiday season then you know you you're in for some good uh but yeah come february next year maybe they're going to be a little bit more expensive and i find it all really interesting too because as i was researching and you know like trying to figure out what my storyline was going to be for all of this I was finding tons of like different stories kind of counterbalancing each other whether whether or not video gamings was uh was um resilient to uh recessions and things like that because on some hands you see stories where they're talking about well in a recession everybody wants to stay inside they're living out they're limiting their spending kind of like what we went through in the pandemic we couldn't go anywhere so people are stopping going anywhere and uh you know gaming itself hit a little bit of a lull once everybody was able to get out of their house but now considering the winter is coming and usually we all want to stay inside then there's less outdoor activity and then to this recession it could be a little bit of uh recession resilient but then on the other hand because these things are so expensive and it does require hardware and all this stuff that is hard to come by it might not be. Plus, we've seen lots of cuts and things in the in the tech industry that I didn't really anticipate this year, considering how many jobs were driven out of COVID and having to do things digitally from home and needing new tools that we didn't have before. So very interesting to kind of see how all of this is wrapping together and a little bit of uncertainty of what it's going to be like as a gamer in a few months from now. Yeah, just for everyone listening, there's lots of math problems swirling around Leah's head right now as she's. Oh yeah, I'm totally that meme. You are that meme. I am that meme of. uh, Mm -hmm. Well, I I mean, (laughs) like, for me, what really close uh, hit close to home is that Embracer Group acquired, we know, like the Square Enix local studios, and they straight up closed. Square Enix that they after they went through the whole rebrand of like Square Enix the Square Enix Montreal that was basically a mobile studio the ones that Mm -hmm. made like uh, Lara Croft Go and Deus Ex Go and Hitman Go Um, and they Hitman Sniper too yeah yeah lots of games came out of there yeah and they rebranded to Onama or something like that and it's like and they just kind of like fucking closed it and and I just got flooded by people announcing that they had just been laid off. they managed to like, you know, move and they canceled a project, an unannounced project at Edo. So they managed to move a lot of people internally, but like a whole like I think a hundred people, hundred and fifty people lost their jobs. And like before that, like Ludia and Jam City had had a lot of cuts. 
and you know microsoft cuts a few things and look at twitter uh, yeah twitter, yeah twitter that <laughs> was must the, being a fucking idiot i know though. but still there's like all these people now in the job market that you know it was so it was almost like a employee's kind of uh win for the past yeah. little while because everybody was in so such high demand but, but now there's a lot more people the out same- there yeah, at the same time, I'm like, I'm seeing all of these, like where people are losing their jobs and, you know, and there's a lot of cuts and people are getting laid off, yet I'm still getting harassed on LinkedIn by recruiters. I had a recruiter email me saying, hi, it was a bit of a challenge finding your email address. I was like, bitch, that's by design. Why are you emailing me? <laughs> <laughs> um and now, like, my Girls on Games public catch-all, like, account, like, on my personal, like, my mom has this email email, and I'm just she, like... That, that recruiter went and spoke to your mom, yeah, obviously. Yeah, they, she did <laughs> her research. Went to my dentist, I don't know, yeah. found my hairdresser, Maybe, you know that yeah. bitch that comes in once a year, you got her email, <laughs> I got a job for her. Um, you better look over your shoulder next time you walk yeah, outside. Yeah, so now... <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> which, which, which one of you websites cookies are selling my data to recruiters? Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Leah, because like on like on the industry standpoint or just in general, I'm seeing a lot of layoffs and, you know, people struggling with in, within the tech industry and the video game industry. However, fucking recruiters won't leave me along because they have positions that need to be filled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's still jobs that need to be done yeah and i'm just like are you like are you guys looking for like the perfect person and you want to like kind of like meet me because i could be that unicorn um and you know like no candidate is good enough because you have too high expectations or am i in a field that has like less people or it's just like your companies are so terrible that even when people leave their jobs they don't want to go work for you or is it like we hear about these mass layoffs and you are literally scooping up all of these people and you still don't have enough people? Mm. Um, Could be it, a bit of everything, to tell you the truth. Yeah, because I, I think I was, I was as I always do, scrolling through TikTok and um, I came across somebody who was doing uh, some data, some labor data on Ontario. And I think he said that like during the pandemic, $200,000... $200,000. We were talking about money. I'm sorry. I don't need to do that. 200,000 200, Canadians died during the pandemic. Um, I don't I don't know if it's all COVID related, but it's like that's a big chunk of people for a country like for us that not very populated. Um, so he was like talking about like labor statistics, the fact that we had that many people die. Um a lot of the aging population and a lot of younger people and things like that. And just being like, yeah, even because people are still blaming CERB for people not working, uh, which is like that program has been done for years. It's just once, you know, this whole thing and they happen to be on the job market, apparently there's still like so many little workers. So I'm just like me too. I'm doing math. It's like people are getting laid off yet. People are complaining. They can't fill positions. Um, People are saying video gamer like uh, recession resistance, but all the prices of the services and the actual hardware and are going possibly up. the software is going up. I'm just like, my mind is blown. It's and even like, you know, like a lot of I taught like a lot of video game studios were announcing like, you know, 
Um, we're not, you know, headcount freezes. We're not going to create new positions and whatnot. But their like career pages are always like filled with open positions because people still kind of like I guess rotate or they just kind of look look at all their vacancies and be like. I guess we can't afford for 50 extra people because of the recession. Let's just go with like 20 people. And even these 20 people, they can't seem to fill these vacancies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like, which is it? <laughs> yeah. Which is it? It's hard to say because it's like, I feel like we're just constantly getting mixed messages. Mm-hmm. And then you ladies mentioned the ways to work around, you know, being a gamer on a budget and things like that. Um, work constantly praising Xbox for what it's been able to do uh, with Game Pass and making that a service that, you know, at least you can budget and still constantly have different games to play. Often mm-hmm. the newest, hottest releases, diving in your back catalog, going into stuff that you probably have never tried before, but because it's on Game Pass, you're willing to give it a shot because you're not, you already dropped the money. You might as well. It just costs mm-hmm. you the download time. So um, there was a new story that came out about P- PS Plus because we all saw that change come through. Um, Joelle, bring us through that one because I think that one's really interesting too. Yeah, so I uh, thought this was a fascinating little tidbit of information is that PlayStation Plus loses 1.9 million subscribers since June relaunch. Because remember, we talked about they added those different tiers, um, <clears throat> but you could get uh, different games. Um, they added three new tiers to PlayStation Plus in June, uh, the Essential, the Extra, and the Premium, uh, which, of course, all came with different price tags. Um, and since that time, uh, they have lost uh, nearly 2 million subscribers. Um, wow. Through th- since June, which is not that long. Like, like considering, you know, like if you're in, in your quarters and, and in your business analysts and your BAs and looking at your revenue, like it is not that long to lose that many people. I don't know um, how, like what the percentage is of their like what that one what that two is based on everyone like oh, the that, full roster yeah, so it looks like their full roster is was 47.3 million and then it mm. went down to 45.4 mm. see one of the things that i think might be doing this even though they mention here that you know maybe it's a lot of ps4 uh gamers lapsing and things like that one of the things that I'm sure it's one of the easy reasons why companies want to go to services is uh, I don't know about you ladies, but I often go in and like, Ooh, it's a free testing time. Let me go do it. I'll enter my credit card information. And then I forget that the trial is up and I get charged. And with PlayStation that used to happen to me all the time where like bleep, in December, I got a thing in my email stating that I'm paying for another year of PlayStation plus. And I was just like, Oh yeah. I have that, which at the time, yeah, I didn't because of the way we play games and what they were offering in PlayStation Plus for the free games. I barely ever took 
advantage of that. So I was really just buying it for playing games online with people, which I barely ever did. So immediately they were charging me 70 bucks a year and getting that money. And then when you had to go in and they changed this, you had to mainly go in and like tell it which tier you wanted to sign up for because they can't just charge you for anything at all, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling they may have lost some people from that alone, Mm -hmm. right? Just getting that email being like, I'm still paying for this? What yeah. the fuck? Mm. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> there's lots of ads going on right now, too, for, like, some of those um, budgeting apps and stuff. And they're like, do you know how many subscriptions you pay for? People think they pay $80 a month for subscriptions. But actually, they pay more like 200 because you forget what you subscribe to. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, whatever, it's 5 bucks a month. They add up all oh, the time. They do. And, and this just reminded me of, I think that's what happened to me. Like I, I was on PlayStation plus and I was looking to see if I wanted, which tier I wanted to go to. And then I was like, I actually don't use this. So then I canceled it. <laughs> so I was just like, the oh. reason I got it is because PlayStation gave us a code to try it out for a year. Yeah. So I'm trying it, but I'm not going to lie. It doesn't offer me. There's definitely some things about the UI and things that I like, and there mm-hmm. are definitely games in there, but I have way more that I gravitate towards because of the Xbox service game pass mm-hmm. and it having some of the day and date stuff. Yeah. Catherine, you had something to say. I recently made a Excel, well, Pascal made an Excel spreadsheet for the both of us yeah. for a joint budget because um, basically he pays for a lot of stuff that is a slave to the inflation. Like he pays for like vet bills, food, all our food, takeout, uh, groceries mm-hmm. and things like that. And I pay stuff that is like, you know, like the mortgage, the hydro, our phones, like it's it's a bit more like stable. So and we made this budget to track our spendings and like a good little boy. He was like, I put like how much you pay for this and this and that. And I was like, oh, well, you forgot about Netflix and you forgot about Game Pass and Amazon Prime and YouTube Premium, which I pay like a family account that is mm-hmm. full of people like it's Pascal myself and then like four four leeches um well, <laughs> your friends are leeches that's yeah. nice cats yeah, yeah. they're family members actually <laughs> they're family members <laughs> well i'm the leech on my mom's account and i pay for yeah. the apple uh, the apple stuff so and yeah. i put like i put like uh, these prices probably go up cuz i'm i'm sure netflix went up and amazon prime and youtube premium probably went up but i pay a whopping $800 and f- $804.88 a year on subscription. Whoa. Shit. Wow. It's time for me to look at that budget thing because I think I could trim some fat. But I'm not going to lie. I enjoy having multiple different things I can go jump into mm-hmm. at any time. Be like, I want to watch this. No, I feel like watching that. You know? Like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I know a lot of subscription service want to cut down on account sharing. But, like, imagine if I, like... I get Crave from my mom, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I get Disney Plus from my friend Uva, and I think I didn't calculate the like eleven dollars I pay a year for Nintendo Online. Yeah, that's because that's my friend- another one I want to drop. I'm like, what is the freaking point? I know, but I just <laughs> when I want it, I know I'll I'll throw it down again. When I'm just like, I want that uh, nostalgic hit. So we mm. went we went for like a, a family plan, and we're just like six randos that my friend Uva knows. And like after the split, I pay eleven dollars a year for Nintendo online. <laughs> Once we split like the the yearly cost yeah. for the family yeah. plan, so you know that's that's worth it. 
But it's like just to give you an idea, like that's just like that's Netflix, Game Pass, Amazon Prime, and YouTube Premium. Um, like it's like it's eight hundred dollars Canadian a year. Like I pay, <laughs> I only pay two about two hundred to two to three hundred dollars more a year for Hydro Quebec <laughs> for electricity. <laughs> My my average electricity spend in a year is about $1,115. It's kind of shocking when you think about it. And like, I get it. I'm privileged. I live here where it's like one of the most like cleanest and most affordable electricity in Quebec. And because it's like a... Because it's taken uh, from Churchill it, Falls, which is actually Newfoundland and Labrador. I mean, what? We're not going to talk about that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Smallwood sold that away for a hundred years. <laughs> Sorry, not bitter. <laughs> I mean, was it even hymns to sell for? Like, I'm pretty sure all the indigenous na- exactly. nations of Canada are like, but it's it like- wasn't even his to sell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> it's like land ownership in Canada makes no fucking sense because it's all like indigenous. Just- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, oh my God. imagine if I lived somewhere else where like hydro was actually like very expensive. Um, uh, I owned a house in Montreal. I cannot own a house in Toronto because so, it is so ridiculously priced here. Mm, it is nuts. It is. Yeah. All that to say that. Yeah. Look at how much you spend on subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am definitely going to do that. But What's interesting is that we are constantly championing because we do think that what Xbox did with Game Pass is fucking phenomenal. And obviously, it's been kind of hush-hush what they've been making over uh, the years. But back in uh, with the whole Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal and kind of like leaks of stuff of things coming out, and I'm sure we've talked about this, um, apparently... In 2021, the revenue for Xbox Game Pass um, was $2.9 billion. (laughs) Xbox Game Pass revenue has always been a mystery, and Microsoft's been quiet on how its subscription service performs in this article from GameSpot. But in a series of legal documents related to the Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger, first undercovered by Tweaktown, we have a number of the first, uh, for the first time, Xbox Game Pass for consoles generated 2.9 billion in revenue in 2021. Now, big asterisks here. Um, gaming was in its high of ever during lockdown, like because we could do nothing else. So yes, there was a boom, and it's you know it was normal for it to kind of pitter off. People, you know, kind of left their houses literally. Um, but yeah, that is wild. Xbox gaming overall earned 16.28 billion in 2021, which means Xbox Game Pass generated around 20% of the total 2021 revenue. This revenue also only counts Xbox Game Pass for consoles and not earnings from PC subscriptions. Note that this revenue only and not profit. So it's still not an extremely clear metric of how Xbox Game Pass performed in 2021. So asterisk, that's the money they made. They don't know what it cut out to cost them, so we're not exactly sure profit. But still, wow, yeah, <laughs> we don't a know ton of money. <laughs> we don't know if the pro if the service is profitable, basically, right? Yeah, with that exactly. amount of money, okay, well, right. I mean, I'll say I got rid of my PS Plus, but I I got a PC Game Pass, and I haven't canceled that. So. Mm. 
Oh yeah, I'm still living off that ultimate. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. amazing. Um, I don't play it as much on PC mostly. I would, except that I'm at my PC too much for work and I just need to escape. But like, damn, the the Xbox Game Pass and having games day and date new on release yep. is just so lucrative. And the other day we dropped, uh, you know, Mike wanted to play Call of Duty. So we bought the new Call of Duty. And like, imagine with the number of games, like we, we are privileged. We get games early because we get and and often free of charge because we are covering them for these companies. And I'm super thankful for that because I don't know how we'd be able to do this show the way we do it if we didn't. But damn, like you would have to really cherry pick which games you would want to buy and really get in it. So reviews are important and being able to try things is important because it's a, it's a lot of money and the money doesn't go as far as it used to. It's, it's no. like a hundred bucks Canadian for a new it was, game. Like it was like nineties. It was 90 something. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. I, I think I got um, the new NHL for Pascal because with uh, through Game Pass, we get EA Play and I had mm-hmm. an EA Play rebate of like i don't know like i think it was like five or ten dollars off but the whole thing was still like almost eighty dollars on launch and i was just yeah. like for a hockey game that I they know. just update the roster <laughs> and they keep cutting off out features <laughs> <laughs> though i did hear that things were a little better this year round for nhl oh uh, yeah it took him a while. <laughs> it took him a few releases. Um, it took him a little while, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's no new games super expensive. Honestly, um it's a backlog gamers paradise out there. I'm going to I'm going to say it. I maybe y'all are like this bitch spent like upwards of $800 to get a Series X with two controllers and she's playing Dragon Age Origins. I'm like, yeah. Don't at me. Because, <laughs> like, the new, the new games are soups expensive. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I did play some new releases <clears throat> on it. I played uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I played the, the Witcher 3 upscaled remaster thing. Um, I even, like, playing Disco Elysium on it was was good. Like, um, mm. playing, like, the, the four times that I played... Uh, for honor because I had to for work. Um, it was really nice to get like the performance, like the, the the extra FPSs, even if it's an old game. Like I'm, but still, I'm like maybe I should have gotten the Series S and just kind of like backlog game. Mm. Honestly, because well, you future proofed yourself to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it's just I think a lot of the new releases didn't speak to me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that happens I, too. Mm-hmm. Because we're in a little bit of a weird year, too, where a lot of things have kind of we got through the beginning of COVID where we got the releases we were expecting and things were all kind of all over the place. So we're seeing that moving and shifting as impacting games now. Yeah, I I think a lot of like the the AAA releases I wanted to play were ironically on PlayStation 5. I didn't get (laughs) one of those. But like I I didn't want to relive what I did with PlayStation 4, which was like to play one game a year on it. Yeah, it's not worth the money. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and to your point for backlogging, like I uh, bought my boyfriend The Last of Us Two because he hadn't played it, and I was like, "Well, you have to play this." And I'm, you know, watching him play it, and it looks great. Like so, so if you want to play the new games coming out, yeah, and like you said earlier, you have a PS4. Like the games still look good, you know. Uh, so if 
if that's like something that you're still itching to do and can't get a console, like you can still definitely. Uh, I, um, I think I'm going to look for the PC releases because I have to like speaking of money and budget and things like that. But I've been talking about it since like six months because it's a lot of money. I have to think about it for six months before I do this. I'm buying a new computer. Mm. Uh-huh. And hopefully the PC releases, I'll be able to play on my PC or I'll do the thing like my friend PL did when he was sick. It's like at one point, I'm just going to borrow somebody's PlayStation 5 and catch up on a couple of games over a month or two uh-huh. uh, because that will be more economically and ecologically sound than getting my mm. own console. I think. Yeah, you got to think about that too. Uh-huh. Environmental footprint. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, ladies, I don't know if we've come to a complete conclusion, but we do know times are changing and things are moving and shaking. Whether gaming is actually getting more expensive, considering how much things cost back in the day and inflation and all that jazz. Truth be told, not too sure. But uh, if you're pinching pennies out there, there are a few solutions for you. Um, And some of these subscription services are the way to go. Um, It's going to be an interesting beginning of 2023 as we see how things roll. But with that, I think uh, it's time to close out this show. And I invite you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for links to all the stories mentioned in this episode. Catherine, thank you so much for putting all those links in there. I know I put an absolute slew in the document as I was trying to wrap my head around this topic to see how we could uh, talk about it succinctly and with uh, proof to a certain extent. Um, I also encourage uh, you listeners uh, to leave a uh, review or rate the podcast if you have the ability to do so on the podcast platform where you're listening to us. It helps with discovery. And of course, we always love to see hear what you have to say. We read all of those. So much, much thanks. Uh, this is the moment in the podcast where I get the crew to shout out their social media handles so you can follow them everywhere online. Catherine, where can people find you? It's uh, C-S-D-S-B-I-N-S, C-S-D-B on Twitter and Instagram, or I'm in the Girls on Games Discord. If you're a recruiter, no, you cannot have my email. <laughs> if I don't know you personally, no, you can't have my email. <laughs> Joelle, where can people find you? Uh, most active on Instagram at JoelleLauren87. Um, I've gotten some new friends on there. So yeah, come check me out. And also on Twitter at uh, comfy underscore gamer. Uh, but as always in the Girls on Games Discord, it is a super fun time. Mm. And I'm Leah Jew, our most social media platforms. Um, we don't know what's happening with Twitter, so we'll be there until we decide not to be there or decide to stay and decide to stay verified or don't decide to stay verified. Question mark. What is going on? Hmm. <laughs> if, if we have to pay Elon to keep that check mark, he can have it. Yep. But... Of course. You want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. Just Girls on Games on Instagram. No thought in there. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely convo and more. But of course, if you ever need to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another lovely week in video games. And I don't know what I'm going to go play. So many choices. Mm, I do. I actually, might you do? Oh, I do. What do you think? Well, I do. You know, you're gonna oh, you're gonna play God of oh, War. Oh, sure. Yeah. Am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about watching that uh, Weird Al Yankovic movie, movie that just came oh, out. It's out. Yeah, oh. Roku, and apparently it's free, and we know how we like free. <laughs> uh, we the do. Roku, every, they just want people to subscribe to Roku, or at least give them their information. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.